Rise and Grind Gamers, we are so back. Episode 2. Crazy. Welcome back to the Talk Box, episode 2. Um, I'm not recording this early in the morning, and I'm not fully there yet, so I need a minute to kind of get there. But I'm excited to be back today. I got a lot of things I want to talk about. I say that, but they're going to completely dip from my memory. It's whatever. We'll figure it out. Alright, welcome back to the talk box. I'm so glad y'all came back for episode two. I was I'm really excited that we're actually here again. Um, I wanna do a quick update about last episode. I said something about like checking in uh every podcast episode about my nails. And guess what? I still haven't bitten them, so maybe right there I can include a clap track if I can afford it. <laughs> So, welcome back in. I hope whatever New Year's resolution y'all got going on is working, because mine's going well. So, that's a good thing. I have a few things I want to talk about today before we get right into things. Um, Journal. When did I download an app called Journal? Oh, that's me now. Mm, okay. Um, I could have sworn I was thinking. Okay, I had a topic in mind. I was super excited to talk about today, but then I um totally forgot. You know, it sounds really good right now. Beef jerky. I really want some beef jerky. Beef jerky just sounds really good. So, if you have any beef jerky, hit me up. I'll pay you by being a special guest on episode three. <laughs> Alright. Let's get right into this. Okay, the other day, I was, um... I learned how to use an air fryer. Yippee! I was so proud of myself. I do so well. Hmm. Oh, and then I also learned how to use like a fry maker grease thing. That's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm getting up in the world, guys. I am getting up there. You just got to give me time. <laughs> All right. <sighs> oh my God, it's too early for this, but it's okay because I'm a tough fucking person and I'm gonna do this and we're going to sit here and we're going to enjoy it as I think of a rant to go on about something I'm interested or something I hate I guess we'll see um um I need a moment to think. I, I should really have these prepared before I jump right into an episode, but I always just hope that when I go into the episode, it'll just be fine. Like, everything will just be... come right to my head. The last episode didn't do that either, so of course, it's gonna happen again today. <clears throat> you see that um, guy 
who I don't know much about it, but the guy who spent like five thousand dollars on like an animation or something. Hold on. I feel like this is probably like a really weird topic to go into, but um Okay, so there was this guy, I don't know if he's a YouTuber or something, but he ended up spending um, $50,000 to be in an animated video about one of those shows. Okay, I've never seen it before, but it's called Has Been Hotel. I've heard about it, but I just thought it was weird, so I never looked into it as a kid. Um, But a guy paid... $50,000 to be in a three-minute cartoon version where he's getting seduced by his, like, favorite girl from the show. $50,000. Isn't that crazy? Alright, we're gonna... We're gonna look into it now that we're... There's a little bit of controversy. The guy's name is Verbalis? 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 We'll just call it Verbalis. Um... Okay, this article is from knowyourmeme.com, so we're just gonna go into that. It says, if you thought about your guilty, if you thought your guilty pleasure online purchases were bad, here's a case study in recklessness spending that would put even the most loyal furry artist commissions to shame. Rumor has it that a popular beatboxing YouTuber, okay, so it's a beatboxer, spent $50,000 on an animated music video showing a cartoon version of himself being unwillingly romanced by the protagonist of the animated YouTube show Has Been Hotel. Has been? I hope I'm saying that right unwillingly romanced the the un romanced is in quotes so unwillingly quote unquote romanced hmm okay that sounds good okay the news traveled from discord discussions to mainstream internet in the matter of weeks with internet users finding themselves flabbergasted mm, that verbalis not only spent an absurd amount of money on a barely pg-13 video but also he may have tanked his very successful youtube career by bankrupting himself entirely here's everything you need to catch on on the discussion okay i guess we'll go into that it's another know your meme page jesus um Fabulous's $50,000 Charlie Morningstar video. Is that the character's name? Charlie Morningstar? Hold on. Let's look it up. I bet that's right. Yeah, that is the character. It's like a girl demon, I guess. Let's look. Mm. The show is giving, like... Um, Bendy in the Ink Machine, <laughs> while well, mixed in with like Five Nights at Freddy's fan videos where they're like Bonnie X Chica, you know what I mean? Okay, so her name is Charlotte Morningstar, more commonly known as Charlie, is the Hellborn Princess of Hell. Mm. The founder of the Happy Hotel and the main protagonist of Hasman Hotel. Okay. Okay. Good for her, I guess. She owns a hotel. And she's the princess of hell. Alright. 
Good for her. She's, she's got a pretty character design, though. I like that. I'm always a slut for good character design. Um, let's see. It says... On January 11th, 2018, the band posted an official video of their song Hideaway featuring Holly to YouTube. The video showed a blonde woman kissing a restaurant full of people, old and young, men and women, after being rejected by a man. The video gathered 1.5 million views in six years and was later used in the Hasman Hotel animated video. The video titled Chase Hideaway for Bayless animated music video was posted on YouTube on... September 6, 2023. So this is old news. I thought this was like new news. The video originally updated as unknown, but is believed that it has been posted on a channel belonging to Steve Chase, Stephen Chase, who is credited as the director. It amazed a total of 62,000 views before being blocked under copyright grounds on January 2024. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, yeah, if you're going to post a YouTube video and the background song is some other person's music... It's got it's got to be like a parody version, even if it's like an AI version of the Charlie character singing it or something. But even then, AI is a different subject. Okay, so this person made a Twitter thread on January 11th of this year, and we'll go into it and see what it says. It says the explaining the story of the hideaway from Avalis a thread. Um, so I guess this is. One of the people who made it? I don't know. Let's look at it. Oh, go back. I lost it. Give me one moment, please. I haven't watched the YouTube video, and I really don't want to. Because it just seems very weird. It looks very, like, well animated, I guess. But... Hold on. I'm, like, watching snippets of it. Yeah, it's, like, really well animated. I get that, like, animation's hard, but $50,000 for a three-minute video? Hmm. Okay, we'll go into this uh, Twitter thread. Um, because here's hoping they might give us, um, give some light. Okay, so it's by the start of Fluck, at the start of Fluck on Threads or Twitter. Um, I said Threads, I mean X. Um, so it says, me, so me and at SFGT Games made some replies exposing Verbalis's hideaway project that was apparently $50,000. And I explained, and I claimed financial bankrupt, oh my god. That I claimed financially bankrupt the man and made him cancel a cartoon beatbox battles. Now some popular accounts are posting about it, so let me explain. I can't use images right now since I'm not using a school laptop right now, but when I get home, I will post screenshot proof of all this. For right now, I'm explaining the story. Cartoon beatbox battles suffered one of the worst delays of its kind in season 1-6, months for, months for an episode. The episode Black Panther vs. Deadpool released on June 5th, 2021, six months after Pennywise vs. Patrick. Oh, is he, so he's one of those channels that, like, does, like, the, uh, like, the epic rap battles. Well, not epic rap battles, but, like, one of those, you know? Where it's, like, Hitler versus um, 
Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. One of those things. Okay, we'll go back to Intent. So it says... This tanked his channel, but what was he doing at this time? Well, he told us his official server, I'm pretty sure a few months later, that there was a special project that he had had made. A project involving him, the Hasbun Hotel Universe, a former friend of mine, excuse me, Hydro Animates, creator of HYB, a very controversial fan series, had shown me some screenshots of it before the music video was even on YouTube. Nobody really had any idea about what the hell it was about, or even me and my friend, but we all knew it cost a lot. It wasn't until 2023 where I came to the CBB community and it was brought back up by a friend. And it was revealed verbalis that he actually finished and released somewhere and he told us it costed him roughly $50,000. And it was too mature, quote unquote, for him to post on the channel. Apparently he made, he said it made him because the music video was, whoa. He said he made it because the music video for the song was way too disgusting. Having the women singing making out with old people and even children. So he made his own version. And we all knew back then that it, that it was a music video animation of a song he didn't make. It was Hasman Hotel related and somewhere on YouTube. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah, the video is three minutes long. And it's weird. Well, I skipped ahead and now he's like laying in a bed naked. Strapped down. This is wild. This is another like concerning level of making things. Okay. How do people react to it? Mm, I'm sure... Everyone react to it wonderfully. How did people react to the Verbalist Hasbun Hotel animated video? Most internet users uh, appeared shocked that someone would spend nearly $50,000 to create a relatively safe-for-work self-insert animation of them being seduced by their dream waifu. Ugh, don't fucking say that word waifu. Don't even go there. Just say dream fictional crush. With the... I fucking hate it. Because the next fucking sentence says, with the chads on 4chan. Of course, it had to be 4chan. Being the most sim sympathetic to Verbalis's cause. Well, of course, it's 4chan. However, everyone on Reddit and TikTok and Twitter was reminded about the beatbox artist spending, especially considering the cost of the video may have led to several decline in output equality soon on his main YouTube channel. Oh, excuse me. Does it really take that long to, or take that much money to, like, animate? Because, like, people animate on YouTube for free. Like, I get it was, like, a self-insert, but $50,000? It's, like, one of those things where she's trying to seduce him and he's, like, running away. So, clearly... Which is weird. Like, if you're gonna be in, like, a self-insert, wouldn't you want to romance the character back i don't know i'm not into it so <sighs> interesting oh my god it's too early it's too early to be talking about self-insert fan animations okay so <laughs> that's funny all right so that's pretty much that story which is crazy as fuck 
because I mean I'm not one to judge what people do with their money but $50,000 my man okay I guess I need to sit down and watch the video so I can truly see if it's one of those like weird things okay but never mind I really don't want to watch the video I haven't seen many people talk about it except for a few people on um, TikTok. So, and that's kind of where I got it because I don't get on Reddit much. <gasps> oh my god! Okay, I don't get on Reddit much. And, um. Whoa. The fuck? Okay. I don't, oh my god, I need to fucking concentrate. I don't get on Reddit much, and so I didn't see it there, and I didn't also see it on YouTube, because some of the YouTubers I watch, they didn't really cover that situation, unless they have, and I just haven't seen it. But, hmm. Okay, slay. Okay, slay. Okay, um, that's pretty much that story. I'm sure some YouTubers have covered it already, but I didn't really know much about it at all, except for some clips on TikTok, because I thought it was weird. I didn't know what exactly it was, so, huh. You know what you could do with $50,000? A lot. <laughs> great like fifty thousand dollars for a fan okay i'm sorry i'll shut up i'll shut up um okay let's keep looking so that's pretty much that story which is pretty cool nothing wrong with people doing whatever but still Do, 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 do. Whoa. Sorry, I got a Minecraft trailer about sharks. Are they going to add sharks to Minecraft? Oh my god, they are. And otters? Is that an otter or is that a... Or a seal? Oh, and rams? They're adding rams, sharks. Are those wolves? Do different kinds of wolves? It's just, uh, it's not, it's not like they're adding it to the game. It's one of those, um, uh, DLC things. It's like, a Planet Earth 3 DLC or whatever. So, they're not actually adding those to Minecraft, but it would be cool if they did. But if they did add sharks to Minecraft, I would not be playing Minecraft. <laughs> Because I'm already scared of the ocean as it is. Especially with those, um, the guardians and those temples. That's why I never fuck with the ocean in Minecraft. Unless I'm unpeaceful. Because damn! They did not- Oh my god! They did not have to add those. Whew. Alright. Have y'all ever watched the Legend of Zelda cartoon? Um, 
when I was a kid, I grew up on the, the Mario cartoon, the Super Mario Bros. show. That was my shit. I would watch that 24-7. I was a big Mario fan as a kid. That was pretty much like my childhood was just pretty much Mario and then Sonic came in a little bit later and then Zelda didn't come in until a little bit later too but the Mario Brothers show I adored it because I liked the live action version and then both the like cartoonist version which now when I look back at those those those, those, uh, those cartoons are so like weirdly funny to me but not only did they have like a Zelda show but they also had like you know, the Sonic shows where it's like, um, Sonic Underground, and then what's the one Sonic where it's like, okay, I remember Sonic Underground, but, um, give me one second. Um, oh, just the Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, show. I like that one a lot, because it had, um had Waterface, the squirrel, or the girl, or whatever her name was. He's the fastest thing alive. What was her name? Sally Acorn. I like Sally. She's like the Amy, the original Amy, or whatever. So. No doubt what he can do. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog had a lot of shows. Why did he have a bunch of shows? I mean, it's cool because a lot of them were great. Like, um, Sonic X. I love Sonic X. That one was actually cool. It was like a... Is Sonic X kind of like an anime? I mean, it has that style, but I don't know if it is an anime or not. But it, it had that, like vibe to it because it took place in like the human world too so it's kind of like a pokemon but sonic you know what i mean and then they had the original sonics and then they had um the newer sonics the sonic primes those are good and then sonic boom i don't like the game for many reasons and but the uh the show so good whenever i'd be bored i used to just watch that show because it was so funny and i just like i liked shows with knuckles because knuckles is like my favorite Okay, I went on this rant because I was talking about the Zelda animation because I wanted to talk about it. Um, Because I remember when you watched the Super Mario Bros. show, it would give you like, and here's a snippet of the the Legend of Zelda, you know, kind of thing. And so it would show like the... The evil wizard Ganondorf is going to take the Triforce... You know what I mean? Oh, they also created the um, the the Super Mario Bros. The Great Mission. That was in 1986. I used to watch that as a kid too. That was such. It it was. This one was an anime. This one was so good. Okay, let me read the description of it. Super Mario Bros. The Great Mission to Rescue Princess Peach. It was so good. And the 1986 Japanese animated adventure comedy film based on the Super Mario Bros. video game. Um. They pretty much go on a quest to save Peach. And this was, like, before they, like, met her. And so they do it, save her from Bowser. And at the end, they realize, like, a character that was with them the whole time, like, this dog or something, was Peach's husband. (laughs) It's crazy. And so Mario gets his fucking heart broken. 
because like the dog comes back and he's like hello i'm the prince and they're like okay was he the dog what the fuck was that character's name Okay, I really did enjoy it though. That one was just so fun to watch. Whenever I discovered it as a kid, I was like blown away. Okay, let me look up the characters. I don't remember if it had a dub or not. I feel like I wouldn't have watched it if it had a dub. If it didn't have a dub. So, let me check YouTube. Because YouTube would have been the only place I would have Super Mario. Who's outside? Super Mario Bros. The Great Ambition to Rescue Princess Peach. That's a long fucking title. Okay, so I found like a one hour video. Yeah, it's that. It's posted on YouTube. English dub and then right under it is a uh, sub. It's like an hour long, so it's pretty much like a, um, like a movie, which is awesome. I think that's super cool. So I used to watch that, and I think the dub was good. I mean, I don't remember. It's been years, but I just remember being blown away by it. Okay, so back to what we were saying. I was talking about the Zelda cartoon. It's weird that they had all these, um, Mario and, uh, Zelda, or not, Mario and Sonic cartoons, but they never, they only made the one Zelda cartoon, and they're like, yeah, that's enough. Because they fucking did Link wrong. <laughs> Excuse me, princess. Episode guide. This came out in 1989. That's crazy. There's more episodes than I thought. Is there only eight episodes? Okay, there's more. <laughs> okay, I hated that show for a few reasons. Because if you look at um, Link in that show, he's just this weird fucking like pervert character. And he talks and he has one of those like really whiny voices and I can't stand it. But that's not Link's character. I want to show y'all something. So whenever Ocarina of Time came out, um, I think Anne, um, what's his name? The producer of Zelda. Um, I, I forget how to say his name. A.G. Ayanoma? I.G. Ayanoma? He, he released this, like, this public thing after Ocarina of Time came out, pretty much saying, um... Okay, so this is what he said. This is, like, his quote, his words. It says, Back during the Ocarina of Time days, I wanted Link to be gender neutral. I wanted the player to think, maybe Link is a boy or a girl. If you saw Link as a guy, you'd have more of a feminine touch. Or vice versa. If related to Link as a girl, it was more of a masculine aspect. I really wanted the designer to, um... Income? Whoa, more of general neutral care, more of a general neutral figure. So I always thought that either female or for female or male players, I wanted them to be able to relate to Link, and I love that. I like the idea because even now Link's character is still very um, 
like gender neutral. Like if you look at his um his like okay, so remember in Breath of the Wild, he just had like a he had a feminine touch to him and I love that. And cuz you know in like the Gerudo mission where you have to get the Gerudo traditional clothing to go into Gerudo town in Breath of the Wild. Um he was able to get in because he looked like a girl, you know, like he had like the features of a girl. So he's kind of like, he's a masculine girl or pretty much a, a manly. A ma- okay. So wait, a masculine woman or a very really like girly man. And I love it so much. That's what I love so much about Link's character is cause he's, you can relate to him no matter what situation or what game you're playing, because most of the Zelda games, you can name Link, and, like, he doesn't talk because he just, he's, like, a, he's a mute character, and I love him, and there's even people who are, like, I think it'd be cool, because they're making a live-action Zelda movie, and I really don't want them to, um, I don't want Link to talk, and that's what I'm worried about, is I'm worried that they're gonna make Link talk in the movie, because I think it'd be cool if, if he did, he would use sign language, because that would be a really good, like, main, um, media, what am I trying to say? Like, a a big character in video games be a mute ASL character, you know what I mean? And I think that would be super cool. We haven't heard much about the movie other than the fact that it's being made. And I really am sad that it's going to, um be um live action because many people think that and i and i agree um yeah whatever get a well um that it should be a studio ghibli movie and i a whole hundred percent agree because studio ghibli movies have that vibe to them and princess mononoke is what inspired breath of the wild to exist like if you look at the intro for princess mononoke um, compared to the E3 trailer for Breath of the Wild, it's, it's, like, literally so close, like, riding on, on a, like, on the back of some beast, like, Link's on a horse, and the prince, he's, like, on something, and they're running away from this, like, shadowy figure, but Link is, uh, running away from a guardian. Super cool. And then plus, um, his hand in Princess Mononoke, it gets all, like, destroyed. And you know what else happens in Tears of the Kingdom? Link's hand gets destroyed. So, they're very reminiscent on each other. So, I think it would have been really cool if Zelda movies were, um, Studio Ghibli. That's what I think. I don't know who exactly is making the movie. Like, live action? Like, what company? They haven't released anything other than the fact that hey we're making this movie so that's kind of annoying but only time will tell what happens here's just hoping it's better than the fucking zelda cartoon excuse me princess so yeah i'm really excited for that because zelda is one of my favorite franchises and even though I didn't, like, grow up, grow up on it, I still was aware of it. I just never could get into it because I didn't have any of the games. I didn't, I had a 64 as a kid, but I played, um, I played, uh, Mario 64 
And um, a few years back, I bought a Super Paper Mario for the 64. Or Paper Mario for the 64? Yeah, it's the original Paper Mario. And I bought it, and I played all of it on my 64. I adored that game. The Paper Mario games are amazing. Like... I haven't played any of the origami ones or, like, the Color Splash or whatever those ones are. But if you play the 64 Thousand Year Door and the Paper Mario one on the Wii, those three games are so good. Like, they're very great and story-driven. And um, in the third one on the Wii, I had that one because I, I had a Wii growing up. So I would play that, too. And I didn't get far because I was a kid that didn't understand, like, concepts of how to game. <laughs> but... Um, that game was so good. I recently, uh, watched it all because I was curious about the game. And I still think the first two are the better ones. I think Thousand Year Door is the best, uh, Mario, Paper Mario game. As I said, I haven't played the Origami ones or any of the newer ones because I never got around to it. But, um, I watched Thousand Year Door, and it's going to be released on the Switch this year. Isn't that crazy? I love Thousand Year Door. I love the characters. And the characters in the original 64 game, too, are so good. Like, you, in, uh, pretty much the objective in the 60, or in the, the first two, the, um, Paper Mario for the 64, and then Thousand Year Door, which was on the GameCube, um, you travel across the place to get, like, um, a crystal star. That was the case in Majora's Mask. Uh, Majora's Mask in Thousand Year Door um, and and Paper Mario oh my god it's been a while I have to thank you had to travel across to um, what did you have to get in Thousand Year Door oh you had to save like the the spiritual stars or whatever I'm thinking of the spiritual stones from Ocarina of Time um, the uh, what are those characters called you had to travel like Mario 64 star people. Because <laughs> I know there was like a little star creature that would like hang around Peach and his name was like Twink. <laughs> he was so cute. Oh, I probably should put Paper Mario. But you had to travel and like free these star spirit people. Um... And they would give you, like, different abilities to face Bowser. He's pretty cool. Um... So, they had partners. And, like, a whole different bunch of enemies. Because you would go to one area and you would meet someone who would become your partner. And they would help you in that area. And then you would save that star person, and then they give you your ability, and then you go to another area, and that repeats like six times. And so the first one you get is a little kid. He's a little Goomba. His name's Goombario. He's adorable. And then he's so he's a little uh, Goomba. And then next you get Cooper. Cooper was one of my no Perry Carey was my favorite. We'll go into Perry Carey in a second. Then Cooper. He's a um um. He's a Koopa. He's super cute. And he wants to be, like, a famous explorer named Col Colorado. <laughs> That's such a funny name. I forgot Colorado was in that game. Oh my god, now this is just giving me memories. Okay, Bombette. In the third part, you find this girl, Bomb. She's a little pink bomb and she can blow up things for you. Perry Carey, he's this, uh, Paracoopa. And he's a, um, 
He's a mail carrier. He's so cute. I love Perry Carry. He can carry over like gaps and stuff. And then Lady Bo, she's a boo. And she is like this mansion owner. And she she's like the one you have to save the star the star spirit. They're called star spirits. Um, the star spirit from because she's kind of like she's not really a villain, but she's just kind of like she wants what she wants as she should. And why there was this little character and he was a little little son in this area. Okay, this part of the game was so cool to me because um, you had to go into the shy shy guy toy box and. When you go into there, it's, um, like, fun and giddy. It's, like, a very, like, kid-looking place. And then you meet, um, this little, like, character who's not, like, a Mario enemy, like a, a Boo or a Goomba or something. It's this, like, little son, and his name is what? His or her. Wait, hold on. Let me look at some of the information. But they're just like this little baby son with like a little pacifier in their mouth and they're so cute. Her text refers to her as a female, but Superblock upgrades and her catch card in Super Paper Mario refers to her as a male. And the design isn't really telling. Word of God has confirmed that she's female. I'm sorry, God himself? <laughs> okay, so why is a, um ambiguous character that's cool i didn't know that i think i just i think i just assumed walt was a girl sushi oh my god there was a fish it was the seventh and he could they could that fish could carry you across the like waters and stuff he was a little cheap cheap named sushi which is very sad and then the last one was a little character named lackluster or spike and he was so cute he was a little lakitu and he would carry you or Okay, so the final place you have to go to is in the sky, and um, he can carry you across, like, hazardous things, and he's faster than walking. So I love them. They were so fun. Um, the star spirits, there was, like, six of them. One, two, three, four, five, six. There were seven of them. Um, but each region you go to, you would get one, and they would give you certain abilities, like, one would... Def like give you defense one would give you like a um attack upgrade one would give you like reality warping um i think that's right i don't remember oh here we go here we go um so they have a star storm and it did like seven damage and then like one where they like restored hp um like stuff like that they're just like little bonuses that could help you if you had enough like star or spirit power or whatever so that game was awesome i adored that game i i played it because of a youtuber i used to watch he played it and i loved it so much so i got it myself and i'm so glad let me look up the characters for thousand year door because south south oh thousand year door had um like some of the best characters I've seen. Um, uh, the enemies in those games are so fun too. Cause like they're silly. And the final uh, person you beat in Thousand Year Door, spoiler alerts, is Peach. Cause she gets possessed by like this 
god spirit thing. I don't remember. That game is so fun, though. So whenever it comes out on the, um, the Switch, y'all should really listen to it, or buy it. Unless it's on, the, like, the online thing. I don't know. Because I promise, it's a very good game. Color Splash? No. I'm looking at the Thousand Year Door characters. So there was... I wish I would put them in order. Oh. I know there was a... It starts off... Like, the last game, they start off with, um... Like, a Goomba, and then, like, a... A Koopa... And then something else. But the, in this one, the, uh... The Goomba was a little girl named Goombella. And then the... The little Koopa was a guy named Koops. And then... I don't remember the third one. I think it was Vivian? I don't remember. But Vivian was this, like... No, it was, um... Florian? Is that her name? Florian? Um, but she's this, uh... I don't even know why I'm saying this. I know y'all probably don't care. But she's pretty cool. I love her. All the characters in Thousand Year Door were really good. Those were one of the games that, like, had a really good story to them. Especially the Wii one. Um, the Wii one had more of, like, a... Kind of like a love story kind of going on. It was really nice. But in these games... Um... In the Thousand Year Door and the Wii one... There would be times where you play as Bowser. And, like, you're on Bowser's mission. Because in Thousand Year Door... Uh, it doesn't really involve Bowser. Because someone else can... can kidnaps Peach, so you do your own mission, and then Bowser's just kind of behind you because he heard that Peach was kidnapped, so he was like, I'm gonna kidnap her back. And so, whenever Mario goes somewhere, Bowser will, like, be behind him somewhere and be, like, in a different area and try to find her. So fun. I love that game. It just had, like, really good memories to me, I would say. So, yeah. Hmm. Well... We're at 42 minutes, so I think I'm going to call it here. So, hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know I was a little longer than usual, and that was because last episode was about 20 minutes. <sighs> it's also early. And I'm sorry that I've been yawning this whole session. I promise that I'm probably tiring myself out at this point. But um, thanks for coming in. I'm glad to see y'all came back for episode two. It's super cool. Um, this was a journey. I, uh, this episode, sometimes I struggle with finding topics and then I'll go into a topic and then boom, it'll bring me into like eight other different topics. So then I go on a nonstop talking spree and I'm sorry about that, but I promise we're going to be talking about different things. I mean, I know I've only been talking about like things that are going on in the media right now but that's because they're fun to talk about and they help enlighten me on different situations because I'm too lazy to do that shit myself because as soon as a mic is on me I will look up information so yeah um thanks for coming into the talk box episode two I really hope y'all enjoyed this episode I'm going to be um I'm gonna be back probably next week or so um, with episode three, and I'm really hoping that I can, um, kind of improve, oh my god, improve the quality of some of my, um, 
I don't know what I'm saying. I feel like I'm just going on this whole, like, rant for no reason. Thanks for coming in. It was super cool to see y'all come in today. Um, I hope y'all will be back. And, um, oh my god. Sorry. I forget that time actually flows when I do this. Alright. I will see y'all later. Thanks for coming in. And I'll see you on next week's episode. Bye!